As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to another episode of Game Notes, your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Dave DeFore, joined by my main man, Tony Jones. What's up, Tony? Off-season we, treating you well, I'm guessing? We here, baby. Well, it was the off-season for you, kind of. Yeah, you you, you were doing draft ever. prep. You were looking at second-round possibilities. Maybe undrafted free undrafted agents. Possibility. Who are they going to sign on the two on way? Jazz summer league roster is all that's done now. And now there's one story with this team, Tony, and it's not even about the players, man. Uh, reports trickling out that Quinn Snyder might be out, man. He's on the fence. Um, Tony, look, you're, you're the reporter of record to me for the Utah Jazz. How the heck? Do we get to this point? This team has had so much success. It feels like Quinn Snyder has quite a bit of power within the organization, and now he might walk away. Wow. I think um, this is what I think. I think that Quinn has been with the Jazz for eight years. And I think out of those eight years, I think this is the first year where there hasn't been a hundred percent buy-in from his roster. And I think the fact that there hasn't been a hundred percent buy-in out of his roster was largely due to stuff happening that had very little to do with his actual coaching. So I think that if Quinn comes back, it's going to be because there are some assurances around him and above him that lead to what happened this year, never happening again. Well, with, with the amount of power that, that it feels like he had. I mean, has that changed in the last year? Do you think that maybe I think it's changed a little bit? I don't yeah. think that I don't, I don't think that 
you know, I don't think that there's quite as much, um, I don't want to say power or juice. I don't know what word to use, but maybe cachet, <laughs> um, you know, than, than there has been in previous years. But I, I think that there's, I think that there's been a lot that's gone on internally with, with the jazz, um, like a lot, like not, you can't just point to one or two things. I really think that there are multiple, multiple things that have gone on, um, that have led us to this point where, you know, Quinn's been offered a contract extension that I could, I can tell you that that's been, that's a significant contract extension. Um, in terms, in terms of money, you know, I'm not going to say the figure, but you know, for, for, you know, let's put it this way, you know, it, it should have gotten the job done a long time ago in terms of securing his commitment to come back. And I think that it says a lot that there's that, that we haven't had a commitment from him, um, to, to return. And I think it, it says a lot about what's gone on, you know, around the roster and around the organization over the last year. We both kind of feel like a, a roster shakeup is coming. How much of that is, or, you know, like if I'm just putting you in, in sort of Quinn's mindset, which may be a mistake, but I, you know, just spitballing here. How much of the roster shakeup and the sort of unknown nature of, of even if they can improve the roster this offseason on what they've on, on sort of this run that they've had, right? Can they even upgrade? I, I wonder if those question marks are sort of playing into this, right? Like you feel like you've sort of stalled out. There is no more like you can't raise the ceiling any higher with this current group. I think you and I agree with that. I wonder how much of it is being unwilling to take a step back, but in the same place. Does that, does that make sense, Tony? Yeah, I think it makes sense. But here's the thing. The Jazz are not looking to take a step back. And, you know, then, you know, they want to compete, you know, at the highest level. That's their goal. So the question is off of that base, off of what the Jazz want to do. How do you do that? And I'm not sure what the... Like, I think you you would agree with this. I'm not sure what the answer is because they're not trading Donovan Mitchell. So, you know, that's that's that's, you know, so that takes that off the board. I mean, I don't think that Rudy Gobert is 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 um quite as untouchable as Donovan is. So, you know, if you this if the Jazz come to the to the the decision that they have a package uh, that they want to trade Rudy Gobert for, then what's the package? And then what's, and then the next question will be, what's the, what what's you know, what's the, the house of cards with that? Cause if you trade Rudy Gobert and, you know, let's say you, you know, then, you know, that might not be the only trade that you can make. You might have to make another trade. So there's just a lot of stuff that that's going on. And this is, is partially what's making, you know, this whole thing with Quinn Snyder, you know, really fascinating because right now the jazz, the jazz need to know they need to know because they need to know if there are, in addition to 
having to flip parts of the roster, in addition to having to figure out whether they are going to trade Rudy Gobert or not, in addition to whether they have to figure out if they don't trade Rudy Gobert and they keep Donovan and Rudy Gobert, how do they make this roster work uh, on a competitive level? They need to know whether they have to go and get a head coach. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, it's, it's just really one of these things where I, I just think it's like absolutely fascinating at this point where the Jazz are with, with the offseason, and the offseason hasn't even started yet. How much input, if, let's go ahead and uh, put our thinking caps on here, right? Like, we're thinking in the future. Quinn Snyder has decided to leave to take another opportunity. What does the next coach look like for this team, Tony? Because Quinn Snyder is a really damn good coach. And I'm not sure that there is an upgrade that we know of that's available. You know, this, There's no this, upgrade. There might available. be, a, well, there might be an assistant coach, right? Like, there's no established guy that we know of out there that's just sitting around waiting for a job that's better than Quinn Snyder. There's no Straight coach up. that there, there's nobody that they can hire. That's going to be a better basketball coach than Quinn Snyder. That's just the facts of that. Now they can hire a, a new voice. They can hire, you know, they can hire, you know, like if they had like a Willie green esque hire, like that could work. If they had like a Monty Williams as hire, that could work. Um, you know, something like that, but they're not going to hire in a vacuum, a better basketball coach. That's just not going to happen. Um, you know, so, you know, I think that you're looking at like the Charles Lees of the world. You're looking at maybe Jock Vaughn. You're looking at possibly Terry Stotts. If you, if you, if you're looking, you know, in the family, Maybe you're looking at Alex Jensen. Maybe you're looking at Johnny Bryant, um, you know, because of his, on the strength of his relationship with Donovan Mitchell. Um, you know, you're, you know, maybe you're looking at Kenny Atkinson, who I think is a terrific coach. And I think he got a raw deal in his head coaching experience. Um, you in know, both but stops. in both stops, you know, and so, you know, I think that, you know, you're looking at, you know, youth. Um, you're looking at somebody who could come in and interject a lot of energy, but you also need somebody that's going to come in and have buy-in from a veteran roster. And, you know, that's, that's, that's not easy to, to get all of those in one stops. Cause I see, I think Terry Stotts, is a hell of a basketball coach. Like, I think he's a near elite basketball coach, but how much energy is he going to bring? You know, how much buy-in is there going to be from the roster? I think the roster buys in, and I think Terry is really good at making lemonade from lemons, which, you know, real really helps. You know, but, you know, he's not you. You know, I, I like Charles Lee. I think that he's one of the best young basketball coaches in America. How much experience does he bring? How much buy-in from a veteran roster can he bring? You know, so you're looking at a balance. And, you know, I'm not sure, you know, what, what the answer is in terms of, um, in terms of how balanced you can, you can get in terms of a candidate out there. 
if it was a first if if it was a first time coach, would you be surprised? No, not at all. Given the I mean the way that the league has moved, it, it, where it seems like we're seeing more assistants hired, we're getting more new blood. Willie Green did a wonderful job in, in New Orleans. Ime Odoka finally getting a shot. I mean, I think Steven Silas has has at least made some progress there with a bad team, bad roster in the last couple of years. I mean, I'm a proponent of, of these guys getting a chance off the bench and the old guard sort of, you know, falling falling to the wayside. A lot of these guys, I feel like they hang on too long and, and the teams are going to go with what they know. Oh, you got a track record. Great. But I would actually love to see what a fresh set of eyes could do for this roster. I mean, losing Rudy Gobert in a potential trade notwithstanding, this is still a pretty good team with two pillars that you can build around, one on each end. You know, you would you would prefer to have some two-way guys out there, but uh, it's not a bad gig, Tony. Like, it, you're almost, if the roster just doesn't change, you're making the playoffs, right? Yeah. It'd, it'd be hard not well, to, right? And, you know, and that's the thing with Quinn, right? Like, you know that if if you are coached by a Quinn Snyder team, you're making the playoffs, you're going to be solidly in the playoffs, you're going to be a four or five seed. Um, in a good year, you're going to be a one seed. You know, but can somebody else come in and get that same result? That's 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 a fair question for me. I think Terry Stotts could, because I think Terry's proven that that he knows the system. I think Terry's proven that he can build a system on both ends of the floor that that's that's uh really that that takes advantage of the talent around him i think that terry would be um good for donovan mitchell because of his experience with damian lillard um you know so i i mean i i think that you know there are coaches who could come in and and, and get the same results um but it's difficult i mean Quinn Snyder's an elite basketball coach. And um, you know, and and his guys love him. And and I just think that this year has been really difficult for him. Um, I think that, you know, he's, you know, on and off the floor, he's gone through a lot. Um, and I and I think that um, you know, because of that, you know, we are where we are in terms of we don't know whether he whether or not he's going to come back. You mentioned Johnny Bryant as a guy who who could be a possibility, and his relationship with Donovan Mitchell. What about Igor Kokoshkov? You know, the his head coaching opportunity in Phoenix didn't quite pan out the way that a lot of us thought it would. But I mean, he now has some head coaching experience. Obviously, obviously, he knows that roster pretty well. I'm assuming ha- has a good relationship with with most of the players. Is, is Igor Kokoshkov a guy that we should look out for? You know, I don't know how. You know, here's the thing with Igor. I, I think that his stint with Phoenix ended so badly that I don't know um, how long he's going to have to to grind as an assistant before he gets another shot. Um. I think he's a head coach. I think he's um, like, I, I look at him a lot. Like I look at Quinn. I think he's an elite head coach. Um, I think he's an elite basketball coach. So, to, or I should say, 
Um, I think that he's a guy who uh, should get another head coaching job. Um, I just don't know how long it's going to take for somebody else to uh, to give him that opportunity. But he's he's certainly, you know, you could do a lot worse than Igor. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Well, let's switch gears a little bit, man, because it's the NBA Finals, and I know that the Utah Jazz aren't in it. But, Tony, we should talk about it. I want to talk Celtics-Warriors because game one, we're recording this Thursday, so game one is tonight. I really, Tony, want to kind of get your predictions. We have such limited opportunities to talk about other teams, and really it only comes in the playoffs. So uh, you watch the Celtics and the Warriors a lot. I know you watch the Warriors a lot. How do you feel about this series coming up, man? I mean, I to me, it, it has potential to be some of the best basketball we've ever seen in the finals. Yeah, I'm I'm picking Golden State in six. Um I think that Boston can get enough stops to win the series. I don't know that Boston can score enough points to win the series, if that makes sense. Um, I think that Golden State, you know, they're one of those teams that even if you defend them really well, they're still going to have they're still going to have bursts where you know they're they're just ridiculous offensively. And how Boston deals with those moments is probably ultimately going to determine how the series goes. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, if you had that, like, I think Boston can win the series. I think they're capable of winning the series. But I think if you had to handicap a favorite, I would, I would pick Golden State as the favorite. I mean, I lean that way too, Tony. Um, I just think that, to your point about Boston's offense, it's, it's a good offense. It's fine. But it goes through these spurts where they just don't get into their offense fast enough. And the Warriors are going to welcome that. I mean, we watched it at the end of that game. Where, where the what the game where Jimmy Butler, you know, game seven misses that big three after the big comeback for Miami, lost in that whole thing is that the Boston offense just did nothing for four minutes. They gave up a 9-0 run in, in crunch time. And Jimmy Butler had a chance to take the lead on that three that never it never should have existed. So they have a little bit of a tendency to me to let go of the rope offensively. They're getting into sets at like 13, 12 seconds. And the Warriors' defense would love that. Oh, we only have to guard you for 12 seconds? It's too good for that. Yeah, exactly. So I think if, if Boston can, can just get into their stuff faster, they've got a good shot at keeping up with the Warriors. They're going to have to create uh, offense coming off turnovers and stuff like that, which as we talk about quite often with the Warriors, man, they don't protect the basketball that much sometimes. So if the Warriors are throwing it away, it's it's a different series. But I don't know, man. The Warriors seem so locked in. I, I just don't see this not being 
Warriors in five, Warriors in six. And, and I don't know. I, I do think, though, it's going to be a fantastic series just to watch aesthetically. You have the Warriors offense, and then the way that both of these teams play defense, it's pretty special. I mean, we I don't think we've ever had a finals matchup with two defenses of this caliber. Maybe ever. Well, well you know, you look at, at, I mean, that's the thing with Boston, right? Like, it's the best defense in the league. But Golden State's the second best defense in the league. You know, so to me, I think the the differences in the series is that the gap between defenses is is not big enough for Boston to overcome the gap between Golden State's offense and Boston's offense. Because, like you said, they're they're going to be they're going to be eight minutes a game, four minutes in every half with Boston, where they're just not going to score and they're not going to score efficiently. And you know, Golden State scores for forty eight minutes a night, every night. And it's just going to be hard. Um, you know, Boston's going to have to be like otherworldly in those other 40 minutes um, to be able to survive, you know, the inevitable eight minutes where they can't make a shot. Um, and I just, you know, I mean, they can do it. I think they're, they're capable of doing it. I think they did it as recently as Brooklyn, uh, especially in that game too, where, you know, Kyrie and Kevin Durant were, you know, making everything and, 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 and Boston still was able to withstand that offensively, but man, it's, it's just going to be really difficult because, you know, this, this is just a oh, golden state's just a different beast. I mean, you know, you knew going into Boston that you had to contain Kevin Durant and contain Kyrie Irving. You knew going into Milwaukee that you had Giannis, but you had no Chris Middleton. Um, and, you know, obviously you had Drew Holiday, but, you know, you knew you had to contain Jimmy Butler going into to Miami. But, you know, in this series, I mean, you know, Steph can go for 40, Clay can go for 40, you know, Jordan Poole can go for 30, um, Andrew Wiggins can go for 25, um, Otto Porter can, you know, the list goes on. There's just so many shot makers, you know, the, the offense that Golden State runs, the, the movement. Um, is so unique to the rest of the NBA. Uh, it's just going to be really difficult for for you know the Celtics to to be able to to corral that for seven games. Well, it's going to be a basketball nerd stream. I, I I'm really really excited, man. I love seeing Steph Curry back on the biggest stage. I mean, it's probably the, my favorite player to watch ever. You know. And with the way that that team is playing, I don't know. I think, yeah, Warriors win this title. Steph finally gets the elusive finals MVP that everybody cares too much about. Can I, can I just tell you that Steph, Stephen Curry could go into this series and average 17 points on 27% shooting and 30% shooting from three and still win MVP in this series. That's right. <laughs> That's right, Tony. And it wasn't even me saying it this time. I can't believe it. Somebody, it does somebody not just, matter what happens in this series. If the Warriors win this series, Stephen Curry is going to be your finals MVP. That's right. Top five ever, Tony. <laughs> Top five ever. All right, everybody, enjoy the basketball. We're moving into our off-season schedule, so we'll pop in for big breaking news, things of that nature. Uh, but this has been another episode of Game Notes. Thanks for following along all season. For Tony Jones, I'm Dave DeBoer. Take it easy.
Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.